Hi, you guys. Just a disclaimer before we start the show. In this episode, we'll be using the word fat, which has been widely used by the body positive movement in efforts to destigmatize the word. Our lovely guest gets into this later in the episode, but just thought we'd say a quick note before we get into her story. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is How I Fuck, a podcast that explores the sex lives and sexual health of, well, everyone. I'm your host, Natalie Rivera. As you can probably tell by now, I am a millennial. I was in high school when America's Next Top Model crowned their first plus-size model, and I can still remember when department stores slowly started replacing their rail-thin mannequins with mannequins of different sizes. Growing up, I wanted to be a magazine editor. I started collecting magazines when I was about 12 years old. Looking back now, it's pretty insane to me just how much women's media has shifted. Articles exploring how celebrities remained so thin were later replaced by essays about body positivity. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't an overnight thing, but it's still pretty impressive just how much has changed in the last decade or so. But if I'm being honest, how bigger people are portrayed or thought of doesn't necessarily affect me because I am not fat. Yes, my weight has fluctuated and there was definitely a period in my life where I felt that I was quote unquote at my biggest, but I have never really been fat. I have never not been taken seriously by doctors who insist that any medical issues I have is a result of my weight. I've never been given unsolicited dieting advice by strangers, and I have never been singled out by a flight attendant or a theme park ride operator who suggested I have two seats instead of one. And I definitely don't know what sex and sexuality is like as a bigger person, especially if that bigger person is an adult performer like our guest today, April Flores. April has been doing porn for well over a decade now, yet she's not sure whether porn is the right word to describe what she does for a living. I'm playing with the idea of calling myself an, um, a sex artist. <laughs> porn star seems very, to me it's cheesy, it's a cheesy title to call myself, um, but I do perform in sexual acts on film, so that's what I do. If you watch porn, and I'm sure a lot of you probably do, I mean, come on, you are listening to a show called How I Fuck, right? Well, if you watch porn, then you might have come across one of April's videos. April has bright pink hair, flower tattoos on several parts of her body, and usually wears bright red lipstick. Her resume is pretty versatile. She's done videos with men, with women, with both men and women, videos with costumes and plots, foot sex, and even a VR 180 video of her having sex outdoors. But there are things April won't do. I don't do anal in porn yet. Um, and I don't do really any like BDSM bottoming. And I don't like pain. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty open. April Flores was born in Los Angeles to a Mexican mother and an Ecuadorian father. She grew up in a household that just didn't talk about sex or what it means to feel pleasure. I came from a religious household, not crazy religious, but my mom was uh, raised Catholic. And even though we weren't raised Catholic, we were raised Christian. Um, I think that those values or those shames or all of that stuff she learned growing up, she passed on to me and my sister. She did tell us like, the biological stuff about sex, but in terms of like a more comprehensive conversation around like sex and sexuality and navigating and consent and all that, 
I didn't learn about that till I was an adult. Even masturbation was like, I got caught masturbating. I got in trouble. So (laughs) there was a lot of like abstinence talk, waiting for marriage, don't masturbate. Growing up in a family where sex talk was taboo didn't mean April wasn't exposed to pornography. It just meant that the porn she did see just didn't register with her at the time. I had a friend and her brother, like we watched his porn, but it was more like funny because it was like this, this lady and she was like fucking a banana and she kept saying banana, banana. It was so weird. Like we would watch it in the context of like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Um, Wait, like she was really like, okay. Yeah. She was like using the bananas like a dildo and she was like, banana, banana. So we would watch porn, but we wouldn't get too turned on we would just get like oh my god this is crazy yeah i'm just curious was this peeled or not peeled (laughs) (laughs) not peeled (laughs) what that sounds so messy yeah i mean like a banana either way is gonna be messy right eager to learn more about sex april lost her virginity at the age of 17 to her then boyfriend she also did it so she didn't go into college as a virgin she pretty much just wanted to get over with it i remember the first guy was with I was just like staring at his dick for like hours, just like, what is this? It's so weird. I hadn't seen one. I don't have brothers, you know, and I, you know, my parents didn't show me books or whatever. So the first dick I saw was the dude and I was just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And then, um, yeah, so I would say like with my first serious boyfriend, when we, we had sex regularly, like I was 18, um, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is pleasurable. She and this boyfriend would visit sex shops together on Melrose. She learned that sex could be enhanced with stimulators and that there was a whole industry out there, a world that celebrated sex. Back then, it was like early 90s, so there was no like porn hub, tube channel, whatever. Um, So we had to buy it. And yeah, he was like a photographer, you know, and he had a video camera and we we videotaped ourselves and like we learned about like oral sex and we just did a lot of exploring together um which is kind of sweet now that I'm thinking back to it because it ended badly. As you may have guessed by now April's fascination with sex didn't stop after that relationship ended. She started associating herself with more and more people who were open-minded about sexual pleasure particularly people in the porn world which was a little ironic given that April doesn't get too aroused by porn. I always felt like I'd rather just be fucking than watching porn. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. What you do now. <laughs> I know. I Now, like, looking back, I, I see, like, these little hints of, like, me <laughs> becoming, you know, me. <laughs> as years went by and as she made more friends who celebrated human sexuality, April, too, was growing more comfortable with sex and her body. I've always been, you know, fat or chubby or, you know, I've never been thin. Well, actually, that's a lie. I was thin for a little while in my life. But um, for the most part of my life, I've been larger. And um, I struggled with that, just like most people do. Finally, in my 20s, I lost a lot of weight um, because I was being like in unhealthy relationships and I didn't have any money. And I just got very skinny. And I realized that life was the same. So, you know, it's it's because it, I had idealized this thin body as equating to happiness 
um, just ease of life, all these things, and like guys would be nicer to me. And um, when I was skinny, I was like, wait, life is the same. Like, it doesn't matter if you're skinny or fat. Like, you have to work on yourself. And um, if you want a certain type of life, then you have to work towards that. So I um, decided to stop basing my happiness on my weight. And at the same time, I met Carlos Betts. April and Carlos met in an art gallery in Echo Park. Carlos was an award-winning director and photographer who loved to capture human connection and sexuality in his art. He approached April and asked if she could model for him someday. Back then, April's modeling experience consisted of a few photo shoots with friends and hobbyists, where she would wear wigs and costumes, nothing watching or revealing. Nothing like what Carlos had in mind. He was like, I want to shoot you in this bikini. Like, I really want to shoot, you know, someone with your body... And I was a lot smaller back then, too. Someone with your body um, in a bikini because he had gone to Italy and saw like this billboard with the fat woman up there like being sexual. And it really like stuck with him. And during our first meeting, he came to my job and um, I worked at a coffee house and he showed me his portfolio. And he's like, I want to change the world with you. Like, we can do this. We can change the world. And I was like, who is this fucking guy? Sexy as fuck talking about changing the world, shooting me in a bikini. I don't care. Whatever he says, I'm going to fucking do because I was like so into him. So the shoot was, it was fun. You know, I had some wine to like loosen up. The next morning I woke up and I felt just super empowered. And I was like, whoa, what happened last night? That was amazing. I want to do this forever. When you met him and you found out that he did these erotic like shoots, was that ever like... Not a turn off, but whatever. Was that ever like a it concern? Was, yeah, it was a struggle for me for sure. Because when we first got together, I was 24 or 23. I had zero knowledge of the industry. The guy I was with before who had edited porn, he would tell me all these like stories. Like who knows if they're even true, but he was telling, he would tell me stories where like a lot of boundaries would be crossed between like, you know, people making adult and you know people performing in it and I took his words and I transferred that onto Carlos and I thought he was being inappropriate with the girls he was shooting because when he shot me for the first time he was like saying stuff where he was like I thought was a little bit inappropriate um but I, I was into it because I I liked him you know so I was like oh cool like but so I thought, OK, he's probably saying this to all the girls, you know, like maybe he's flirting with all of them. So, yeah, that was hard for me to digest. It wasn't really until I started becoming involved in the shoots, like helping him on set, doing makeup um, and just being part of the process. I really learned like, oh, shit, like, no, this is really like a business. And, you know, it's fine. <laughs> April and Carlos continued creating erotic art together, developing a strong, intimate relationship along the way. They married in 2003 and continued exploring sexual expression together. This exploration of art and sex led April to her first porn shoot in 2005, which she did with an already very experienced adult performer, who is a woman. Carlos had shot Belladonna, who's like a very legendary porn star, and... He shot her for a Japanese magazine and she was looking at his portfolio and she loved my look. So at that time, he 
you know, we thought maybe we can shoot stills with her, you know, sexy, flirty stills. Because I was doing like nudes next to other models or whatever, but nothing like touching, nothing sexual, just like very figurative poses and stuff. And she declined that. And but she said, do you want to be in one of my movies? And I was like, what the fuck? I never even thought about that. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Like, I'll I'll be in one porn. Like, I'll have a story from like to laugh at and like. When I'm old, I'll like just think back like, oh, yeah, I did a porn a long time ago, whatever. I even wore a wig so I could like, you know, not be recognized or whatever, because I thought it was going to be a one time thing. But I loved it once I did it. So, yeah, I never looked at porn and thought, oh, I could do that. I just I just did it. And that's the first time I had sex with a woman, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just like following her lead. I don't I haven't seen that scene in a long time and maybe I will. I'm sure, like, I wasn't that good. <laughs> so right when the camera started rolling, I just went down on her. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm just going. <laughs> How did that play into your relationship? Yeah, he was into it. He was very open-minded, very adventurous, not jealous at all, ever. <laughs> uh, so it just became part of our sexuality. As April puts it, it just snowballed from there. Porn director after porn director started approaching her, asking her to star in their films. April decided why not, eventually shooting porn two to three times a month. It quickly became her new career, and while April was happy with the work, she did have to take a step back and really think hard on why she was doing this. Why she chose this path, or rather why this path found her. Why am I going to keep doing this? Oh yeah, to like represent for fat people and show other fat people and even like not fat people that we are sexual and we don't have to wait to lose weight to feel worthy of sexuality, desire, exploration, any of that. Like we can do it now in the bodies we currently inhabit. I did shoot with one studio and, um, you know, once you sign your release, that's, you know, they own the images, they own the film, like they can do whatever they want. And they put me in a movie called Whale Watching. Yeah, and I was on the cover and I was so pissed off. I like went off on the producer, the director, like, because that wasn't my brand. You know, that's not what I had agreed to. But it's just a lesson to like, you know, when you sign a release, you have all your rights, like you gave them away. April and Carlos documented April's then 12-year career. The empowering parts of it, of course, not stints like whale watching. And together, they released a book with the cheeky title, Fat Girl. I thought Fat Girl was a cool name because it took two words that are charged already and put them together, which is also Fat Girl. I think it invokes a lot of um, just thoughts from like most people. My embracing of the word fat is just to change the negative connotations that it has for most people. Um, I know a lot of fat activists and um some people who are larger, they do embrace that word and they identify as fat. But I think for the most part, people are still uncomfortable with that word. Fat Girl was finally published in 2013. That same year, Carlos unexpectedly passed away at the young age of 40. Since I was deep in my grief, I was in a not very informed, wise, healthy 
place. So I would either not tell, I didn't have really any serious relationships. They were all just fair, just like one night things or um, people, we just had like fuck buddies, I guess. So I didn't tell them or it wasn't really a thing because they weren't um, with me. April continued performing, carrying on her late husband's legacy and building her own. In order to do this successfully, though, she had to learn how to properly make the shift from DVDs to sites like Pornhub and most recently, OnlyFans, where April is currently actively producing content. So back in uh, when I started in 2005, the model was DVDs, sales. You know, there wasn't any like cam sites or, or clip sites or OnlyFans. None of this existed, not even the, the tube sites. It was all about DVDs. So these major companies existed and they would hire directors, give them huge budgets, and then the director would create these films, um, depending on the budget, right? So if it was a sh low budget, then that would be reflected in the, the quality, the production, all that stuff. But um, so me as a performer, I would get hired for a scene. I would get a really nice rate and that's it. I would go perform leave, be done, get paid, leave, be done with it. Um, but now, like the internet affected everything, right? So like from music and Napster and all that, the music industry had to restructure how they monetized, um, which in turn has given artists the opportunity to get directly to their their consumer, right? Like they create, they can upload it and sell it, whatever. So it's the same with porn. The tube sites really changed because changed how people consumed porn because um people get horny they just go online type in whatever get off after like what five to 15 minutes i don't know and don't buy dvds so the porn industry struggled for a while like oh my god like our business model like no one's buying dvds so the budgets became smaller a lot smaller performers rates also were affected negatively and um but now there are these channels where performers can create their own work and sell it directly to the the fans, the consumers. For me, it's taken a while for me to adapt to the mindset because before I would just be, you know, hired, show up, fuck, leave. But now I have to like coordinate with friends. Do you want to shoot together? Let's get together. Here's the footage. We're going to share the footage. You have to edit it, upload it, promote it, all this stuff. And that's for me, it's it's exciting, but also it's totally different. Like I have had to really change my hustle because I didn't really have one before. April's new hustle seems to have paid off, though. She has a relatively large fan base across social media, and she is a pretty Googleable performer. Her pink hair and fatness are pretty much her signature look. And her influence, her mission to change the world, the one Carlos proposed to her when they first started working together, well, it seemed to have worked. Like lots of people would email me and say like, you know, your work really inspires me or just seeing someone that looks like me in porn makes me feel comfortable, makes me um, feel like I don't have to have the lights on when I'm fucking. A lot of husbands would email and say my wife She's like, feels so sexy now. Um, even people who never saw my work in porn, but read my words would say like, I keep your interview in this magazine. I keep it like with me. And whenever I'm having a, a down day, like I read your interview and it 
it helps me. It makes me feel better. So it makes me feel amazing. And it makes me feel like um, my my goal in staying in porn has, you know, been achieved on some level. And that my fucking on camera is impacting other people in positive ways, which is ultimately what I want to do. Um, because it's weird because now that I've been in porn for 14 years, I have seen myself age. So I look back and people still like repost these photos where I didn't look, don't look anything like that anymore because I'm like older now, but they're still seeing it and finding like this connection with it. So to me, that's the really cool thing of like my legacy and it'll be there even after I'm gone. So that's cool. Well, uh, April, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and where can people find you if you want to be found? Yeah, I want to be found. Um, I'm at the April Flores on Twitter and Instagram. And my website is fattydfattyd.com. And yeah, just uh, follow my work and let me know if you want a custom video. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you, April. Thank you. And that was our show. This episode was produced by me, Natalie Rivera. I am also the host and creator. Ben Gilles is our audio engineer. Cheyenne Lopez did copy and fact check. Music is by Miguel Gutierrez. You can find more of his incredible music online under his artist name, Mag. Chelsea Colca is our vocal coach. Our marketing team includes Gabriela Sanchez and Alyssa Medina. Our sponsorship manager is Muna Kulabali. Please make sure to check out our sponsor, Fanbot Magazine. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as How I Fuck Podcast. That's How I Fuck without the U, so F C K. We also have a website, HowIFuckPodcast.com. Again, without the U, where you can find all of our latest episodes, show notes, photos, and our list of articles and stats we used in this episode. And if you like this podcast, please, 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 please subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Reviews are a big deal. They really, truly are. They will help us move forward. They will help us keep making episodes like this. And if that's what you want, then then do it. Please, please just rate us. Um, yeah, that's that's me begging for a couple seconds. But yeah, we would really appreciate it. Anyways, thank you again and stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>